When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Give me Kirk Cousins <laughs> right now wow. in Indianapolis. Now, that is not something I thought I would ever say. That's not something I thought anybody would think that they would hear me say. But we need, with the talent we have, just a game manager. And ultimately, I think that is why Jim Irsay and the brass decided to move on. We don't need a quarterback that's going to be sporadic. We don't need a quarterback that's going to try to die on every single play. We need a quarterback that is going to get us in a good position, especially with the amount of money we have to bring in a great left tackle next Quentin Nelson, like Armstead, who's up right there with Jonathan Taylor in the back. Bring on a weapon. Hey, Mark Cooper. Come on, on, Indianapolis. That's what I said on Purple Daily yesterday. That you know, you, you know, I was talking about teams hire the opposite coach of what they just fired, and I think they do that with quarterbacks sometimes too. You, just, you know, Indianapolis is coming off this spastic, you know, game train wrecking Carson Wentz, just you know, blindfolded in his own end zone, throwing a pass to a safety for a pick six. They just want some stability. That's all they want. McAfee's saying. Oh, and and Kirk's the guy for them then. Like, let me. You want stability? Let me sell you on stability. Mr. Stability. This okay. is this man will bring you stability on and off the field like yeah. you wouldn't believe. All right. This is Mackie and Judd. <laughs> Every Friday we open up the mailbag, so to speak. It's Feedback Friday. You can always hit us up. You can hit it. I mean, we're, our you know, DMs are open on Twitter except for Judd's. Uh, you can hit us yeah, up through the Score North right. app. There's a feedback don't, tab. Don't de- if I if we don't follow each other, just <laughs> communicate through the normal means of Twitter. Okay, do not DM me. Um, let's start with a lot of Kirk Cousins stuff early here, and then later on we'll get to some some other non Kirk Cousins stuff here. But let's start with Eugene Lavro via the Score North app. He says, package Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. to a team for multiple draft picks. Wow, dude. So I'm going to give him this. I'm going to give him this. I love that. But here's the crazy thing about this. This may seem like Eugene is, you know, maybe Eugene got a couple cocktail, a couple surlies in him last night Mm -hmm. and started recklessly speculating. You wouldn't be the only one. (laughs) But the Indianapolis Colts have plenty of cap space to do this exact thing. And they have the exact two needs on offense that you would be looking for yeah. to package these two guys together. They need yeah. a that. good starting quarterback, and they need a weapon at wide receiver. They've got the offensive line covered. They've got Jonathan Taylor. They've got a defense. And they've got $70 million in cap space for 2022. Mm-hmm. So this may seem like a wild, harebrained idea from Eugene on the Score North app, but it actually, like the Colts would probably sign up for this if the if the 
Now they don't have a first round pick this year, so I'm I don't okay know what that. that package would look like. But what do you think? I actually like it a lot. If it involves the uh, Colts 2023 first round pick and let's say a third round pick that could turn if if the Colts make the playoffs or win a playoff game turns into a, a second round pick or perhaps a first round pick in like 2000, I don't know, 24 or something. Yeah. Yes. I, I am open right now to all ideas. And I think you're crazy if you're not. Why not? Like the Colts are, uh, to go back to the, the conversation that we had on Thursday's show, aren't the Colts in a very similar position to where the Vikings were in 2018 when they got Kirk? So, yes, like, like, let's push them, give them a shove, go for it, guys, and we're going to help you. But what you're going to do is help us for the, the future. You're in a different conference, so it's not, if it comes back to bite you, it's not going to be terrible. Yeah, I, I think that is, I think the greatest reckless speculation is both reckless and in some ways speculation. responsible. And I think that is reckless and responsible speculation. Eugene, good work. What would it take? So oh, I just I went to IndyStar.com and they they threw the uh, they threw the, they threw the paywall on me, but they don't have a first round pick. <laughs> threw the paywall. They've got a oh, I'm son to, of a. You know, you know got, what? The paywall pop up came yeah, up. That's the worst. But you, but you know how it like shades out the. But you can still yeah. kind of see you can the like, article. Yeah. And if you can like stop your browser before the thing comes up, you can sometimes uh, get around. Oh really? It. Oh yeah, I've, I've been off the Star Tribune. Oh, I didn't know times. that. Uh, sorry. You just hit, the, hit the X while it's yep. loading. Yep. You gotta be really quick though. You gotta be really quick. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, like Brian Balding. You're welcome. Bam. So, yeah. so they've got a second round pick and two third round picks this year, but then yes. they have a first round pick and a very quarterback heavy draft next year. Correct. So, just to entertain this for a second, all right, let's say we're going to make a blockbuster proposal here on behalf of Quasi to the Colts. You guys need a quarterback, you guys need a wide receiver. You can have both, but you're going to have to give up your second and two thirds this year and a first round pick next year. Who says no? Oh, I think the Colts do. I, I think that's too much. So wait, I, I'm okay, sorry. Uh, so a, so the Colts a, keep, second, keep a, keep a third, both third. Okay, so keep a, a third. second, a so third first this year, and then a first round, the probably late first round. Pick I think we're getting warmer. I, I think we're getting okay, warmer, and, uh, and we'll kick a we'll kick a, a fourth or a fifth kick, back kick, your kick way. Kick that fourth, Bing, 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 bing. We have a deal. The 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 Judd trade tracker approves of that trade. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna flag like this. That. I'm gonna ask you guys the next question, and then I'm gonna tweet this out and just see what people think. Oh God, it's kind of curious. It'll never happen, Mackie. Carl Melkvist via the Score North app says, "Big fan of the show. I've been watching you guys uh, this season. I'm watching your current coverage of Kirk and free agency. One question struck me: Isn't it odd?" that Kirk Cousins' self-confidence in contract negotiations is exactly what you would want in game time. But when it comes to the game, his self-confidence is non-existent. He tells us he wants to be a Viking going forward, but that's not reflected in his unwillingness to take a pay cut. Yeah, look, Carl, we are all good at certain things in life. And Kirk is a master negotiator um he's fantastic but yeah he is he is clearly in a suit and tie this man is cool calm collected and calculated and you put a helmet and shoulder pads on kirk and it's great until the pressure starts and then it obviously goes to hell 
So, yes, it's an interesting dynamic, and I know exactly what Carl is saying, and I don't d- disagree, but I do think that certain people are really good at certain things. And, and the Kirk camp, so it's not just Kirk, the Kirk camp is fantastic at deciding that they were they are going to and we're going to maximize his value at every turn and that's where they put their premium on uh but yes it is a little bit odd that a guy who seemingly gets paid like a superstar and has the wherewithal to go into negotiations prepared to be asked for that payday gets into like the most important games and it's like oh i don't know exactly here and i don't know how much is it I mean, I know Kirk plays a humongous factor, so I'm not trying to say like, I don't know. But does he have like Ari Gold as his agent? Like, who who the hell? How good Mike, is his agent at this? Mike McCartney, who who is a a longtime agent, whose dad is the former Colorado Buffaloes coach Bill, who was, I believe, the founder of the Promise Keepers. That's who his his guy what, what, is. What, what is that? The Promise Keepers was a group of um, a Christian group, I believe it was, of men who were who like would get together and talk about being faithful to their families and their wives and blah blah blah. Like 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 they have to like they can't just be faithful. Like they have to like um, well, but I mean, it, I, it, it was like a brotherhood. Marriage? It was like a brotherhood. I don't think it was like a church, but I think it, it was a faith based group. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, they once had in my early days at the star tribune, an event at the Metrodome that was like an overflow, huge, huge crowd. So okay. they did well, right. but you know, here's the thing about Kirk that I will say con- where his contractual negotiations have gone, where you could tell that he definitely plays a big, big role. Go back to that, uh, that documentary when he was a free agent in 18, when they followed basically Kirk and his, family around as the negotiations were going down and i always go back to how he basically said on camera okay now we got the vikings like the jets are here and now we got the vikings where we want them to mm. like that's pretty damn calculated it is i don't blame but him that, but, but, that's, but that's how i mean in fairness that's how pretty much all i'm assuming negotiations go they just sure. got filmed and documented and put out sure. they also had a chance i'm sure to edit that out and just not yeah. show that part of it, and they chose to keep it in. So. But I also found I I found it intriguing based on on Dex's point, which is like how involved is Kirk here? Like I think Kirk is involved very much. Mm-hmm. I think there are some guys who get their payday, and and the agent basically just calls and says, "Okay, okay, guy, it's done." So it's an interesting All right. question. All right, I tweeted it. Oh Here's what I tweeted. I woke up feeling reckless this morning. Colts need a quarterback and a weapon, and they have like $70 million in cap space. So who says no? Colts receive Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen. Vikings receive second and third round picks this you know year and a, and a first round pick next year. I'm going to respond right now. Oh, can you retweet tweet? respond so we can yep. just get, get more conversation going here? No, no. I'm go- going to, to tweet <laughs> score north. At it again. The Cousins <laughs> nonsense never stops. Yeah, why don't you guys? That's why don't fair. you guys talk about the backup cornerbacks? <laughs> we're, we're very excited to do those episodes in early July. It'll be great. <laughs> Trust me, we will be fishing for backup cornerback discussion on July seventh. It'll be great. Uh, all right, Suvi George via the Score North app says on the Rich Eisen show in his interview with Rick Spielman. <laughs> Spielman, Sorry. we have a clip of this somewhere, but like it's like five minutes of Spielman rambling. Yeah, there is no like we have. There's it, no it's, smoking it's gun seconds. thing. There's no nut graph. Yeah, as, as yeah. We, we used to say in the newspaper business. So basically, on the Rich Eisen show, Rick Spielman's been doing media stuff, and and he's been pretty good. 
But Rich Eisen asked him two very pointed questions about Kirk Cousins. Can Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl with the Minnesota Vikings? And if you could go back in time, would you still do that same contract for Kirk Cousins? Two very, those are yes or no questions. Can he win a Super Bowl? Yes or no, right? Would you would you have done the contract the same if you go back in time? He literally rambled for like 10 minutes, like not that long, but yeah. he didn't give an answer. Yes. Which is interesting. Do you so the question from Suvi is do you think that that's a damning indictment from Spielman to Kirk Cousins? Uh or do you think he just doesn't like to answer questions? Uh, I I'll actually take Dora too. He doesn't answer questions. Like and and he definitely is not he doesn't answer questions for moves for which he's responsible that didn't go as planned. Yeah. So if if Rick Spielman had come out and said, Rich, I signed the guy in 2018, and let me tell you right now, he is a loser, capital L, I would have been far more shocked. The, the response that we got to me is, whether he's employed by the Vikings or not, was completely expected. And Rick is never going to indict himself, too, because Rick still wants a job back in the league right so if rick says yeah i screwed that up rich yeah. uh so no i'm not surprised what one bit and in fact would have been much more shocked if rick had come clean and said oh boy that guy I, I'll, I'll answer i guess this question from suvi this way if this were russell wilson and it were a former general manager of the seattle seahawks commenting on russell wilson and someone said do you think russell wilson can win a super bowl the answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> right, right, because he, because he's won one before. So, but maybe I should pick a quarterback that hasn't won one. You know, do you think that Dak Prescott can win a Super Bowl, or do you think that like Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert, yes, yes, I think he can. Joe Burrow, yes, I uh-huh. think he can. And with Kirk, the answer from even his own general manager that signed him is, uh, I'm going to tap dance uh, for I don't two really minutes. Know. It's interesting. Um. KM on Twitter says, PA is in fine form today. It's from earlier this week. He said, Cousins is a top 10 quarterback because we don't have enough sample size on Justin Herbert yet. And he's def- like, I had three people send me this a couple days ago. Okay. And he's defending Kirk's salary because he gives a lot of it to charity. <laughs> you know, it would be great if you could. If you could, like, you know, subvert the cap, if you could take a, a $45 million cap hit down to 37 by just giving $8 million to charity, is it, wouldn't that yeah. be great? The charity oh, thing we is get a, get a right guard. We just need to donate to charity. We can get Ole Udo out of the right starting right guard slot. Let's awesome. just say the the Cousins' estate must have um, uh, uh, tax write-offs that are incredible. Because if you donate that much to charity, guess what you don't have to do? You don't have to pay taxes on it. I think he donates to charity out of the goodness of his heart. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's a good way to keep the books clean, okay? (laughs) I do not, myself, donate much. So (laughs) I'll take stuff to goodwill. We know. Gone will. Gone will. But so you I, took some of those uh, some of those gray and white used socks to Goodwill, and you feel, you feel my good fat about clothes. Your year. All good, I, I took all my fat clothes. I'm like, yeah, take my fat clothes. If some guy that's comes confident, in, Co- confidence mm-hmm. no, is I'm getting, getting rid of the fat of, clothes. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's next. That's next because I'm keeping the weight off. Damn it. Oh man, um, F Whipple on YouTube. All right, this is some criticism here. Strap in. 
While I understand the dislike of Cousins due to his contract, which definitely needs to be redone for less money, I'm over these guys and their Kirk derangement syndrome. They spend little to no time identifying the positives of Cousins' play over the past few years. Look, if Cousins doesn't redo the contract in a way that's beneficial for the entire team, then he should be traded. By the way, there is some buzz that that's exactly what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Um, These guys need to find something else to gripe about besides Cousins. And then all my homies hate the CCP chimes in on Twitter with a similar sentiment. He says, Phil, here's some feedback from a five-year listener. Hear me out. I just want to say that I unsubscribed from your podcast today. All you do is trash talk cousins. It's very dramatic and irrational. I have no problem pointing out Kirk's imperfections, but it's all you guys do. You're way too harsh on him. I stuck around as long as I could. Thanks for the good times. The show just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Thoughts? Um, okay, so disagreeing with what we say about Kirk is, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Uh I think I'm more perplexed by the people that don't understand, though, that that he is the quarterback of the most popular team, and it's not even close, in this town. His tenure here is in question. Not saying he's gone, not saying he stays. Um, there seems to be this notion that, that we shouldn't be talking about him, despite the fact that things are fluid on a daily basis. Now, the comeback to that is, well, that's fine, but have different takes. Okay, the problem there is this. My opinion is not going to change. And so like like when we're talking about one day it's are they going to keep Kirk? And then there's a report that the Colts have called. Um, We can't ignore that. So like that's not a, oh, you know what? We talked about Kirk on Monday. So just because just because we've got new information, let's ignore it. That's not how this works. So and I'm not going to turn my. Um, turn my opinion and say, you know what? Today I'm arguing to keep Kirk. Tomorrow I'll be trade Kirk guy. Uh, there are people who do that. I'm not going to. So I guess I don't know what people want because it would be it would be wildly inappropriate. And I think that the pushback from the majority of people who watch and and consume the show would be far more negative if we, for instance, spent today's show talking about backup right guards. Oh my God. Yes. So like I, but, but so like, Oh, I get the frustration, but the Kirk cousins, this entire roster is as fluid as it's been in years. Like there's question marks about almost aside from Justin Jefferson. Right. Yeah. So like, I don't understand the people that think that, that we can just ignore the quarterback who, who there is news about that we aren't generating necessarily really on a daily basis. Here's my compromise for, uh, for both F Whipple and all my homies hate the CCP. Okay. And, and especially like all my homies hate the CCP. So you've been a five-year listener and, and you've enjoyed a lot of the non-Kirk. You just, you disagree strongly on Kirk Cousins. And, you know, we should almost have like a, like a daily plan, you know, like a, oh, it's like membership plans, right? Like a daily plan if you're a daily listener. But maybe if you disagree strongly with Kirk Cousins, you're on the weekly plan. You know, you come in once a week and that way you don't have to hear it four days a week. And like Judd said, there's new news every day. I mean, I could, you know, last night, Judd and I were kicking it around with some people behind the scenes, and there's negotiations happening with Kirk Cousins right now, it sounds like. If, if, if Kirk does indeed turn down the Vikings' latest, I would call it team-friendly overture, like, like there's things happening every day here. There's teams calling the Vikings. The Colts need a quarterback. So I don't know if you, if you, if you, if, you know, if it, if it's triggering to hear talk about Kirk Cousins' deficiencies and the fact that he might be gone, 
maybe the weekly plan is the is the right way to go. Until until this whole thing resolves itself. Exactly right. Back. Like eventually this will get get done, and, and then Kirk won't be the focus of our our daily topics and conversations. But until yeah. then, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the most, it's literally the most important sports figure in the Twin Cities right now. Like, and we would lose to Carl Anthony Towns and. And we would Carole. lose more audience and respect if we just said, ah, screw it. Let's yeah, talk I, about something else. Like that. Yeah, and by the way, like if you want. A lot of people frustrated by that. If you're looking for Minnesota sports media options that ignore this interesting discussion, you can find those too. Mm-hmm. Well, they right. Yeah. Uh, not re- us. Ryan Sherry via the Score North app says, it amazes me that Cousins and other NFL quarterbacks who have made over $100 million in their career playing football are not willing to take less money to help add offensive linemen and other players so they can one day play with their grandkids. He's me saying, like, if you don't have good offensive linemen, you might not be able to see your grandkids because you're going to get smoked. Um, yeah, I, I, to me, it's more about, like, do you want to win a Super Bowl? And what's your legacy? You know, what, what What's your ultimate goal? Is it to be a mercenary and just make as much money as possible? Or could you maybe kick seven or $8 million back so that you can get a right guard that knows what he's doing or a center that knows what he's doing and have a better chance to win football games. And um, I can see early in your career when, especially when you're a third or fourth round draft pick and you didn't get that big multi-million dollar first contract signing bonus, et cetera. When you know, like I don't blame him at all coming out of that Washington fiasco for trying to get his, right? All right, mm-hmm. this is a train wreck franchise. I'm going to get mine, and I'm going to sign that contract with the Vikings, all right? Once you get to the $120, $130 million career earnings mark and you're 30 years old, personally, if it were me, my attention would shift. And again, no one's saying that you shouldn't still make a ton of money. But if you really want to win a Super Bowl, you probably can't be strong-arming every single negotiation. It's, it's going to be really tough. Put it perfectly. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. That was, no, seriously. I got nothing on that to add. You put it perfectly. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I'm having a great show so far. You are, you're, you're throwing fastballs. Corey J. Baker via Twitter says, Love all the content you guys put out. I'm certainly not a Cousins Crusader, but if the Wilfs want to contend for championships every year, who would you suggest is out there if we trade Kirk Cousins? Okay, I'm going to go back to what... and. This is not condescending, Jeff. I'm going to go back to what I've been saying, though, and and I believe this right now. Until Quasi and KOC prove that they cannot find a quarterback, I don't think it's up to us to, to say, go get this guy. They need to, in my opinion, only the opinion of Judd Zolgad, they need to identify a quarterback. I would like them to draft one to, to have my long-explained rationale of team control, right? But this is why I said, if they think that the the quarterback is in the 2022 class, which a lot of people don't, that's awesome. If they're like, you know what, that class not that great. Like we talked it up a little bit, but we really don't like it that much. 2023, that's our class. Um, but yeah, there there's this weird um, among some. There's this weird dynamic of the Cousins discussion of, well, if you're going to get rid of Kirk, who are you going to get? The point is the Wills hired people who are supposed to be able to identify quarterback play because the previous guys couldn't. So I don't think it's on me to come in and say, hey, O'Connell, come here. What's up, Judd? I'm going to tell you what you should do at QB. So so I'm being serious here. I think that that question needs to be left to the people that you just hired because the previous guys 
couldn't answer it themselves. Yeah, I well, I, I'll add this and say that I don't think the goal should be if they move on from Cousins, it shouldn't just be well, you're going to move on from Cousins, and you immediately have to find someone who steps in on day one and is better than Cousins. Sure, it might be that you draft someone that isn't as good at age 22 as Cousins at age 34, but if you give him two or three years, he becomes a top six guy and a guy that can lead your franchise, et cetera, et cetera. But to me, the funny part about this question, not, not to rag on Corey here, is if the, this is more of like me targeting the Wilfs. The Wilfs want to be contenders every year, and so if you're going to move on from Cousins, how are you going to be? Well, you're not anywhere near contending right now. Right. And quite frankly, you haven't been since Cousins signed. The closest you've been to contending was the one year you made the playoffs in the last four, and you got smoked in the second round of the playoffs. The, like, the first two years, you should have been. Like, 18 was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, 20 and 21, yeah. I, you, your roster disintegrated. Yeah. It's that simple. Uh, Josh Winger via the Scorner app says, with all the NFL quarterback news going around, isn't it weird that some teams like the Panthers are more willing to take a shot at Deshaun Watson, according to reports? Then go for Kirk. If you're the Vikings, is the lack of interest around Kirk alarming? Um, I, I'm going to guess it's probably not alarming to Quasi and KOC. I think those guys are probably very familiar with the quarterback landscape. They know what Kirk's deficiencies are. They know what the contract situation is. I think all of those things, like if there wasn't this albatross contract around his neck right now, a self-imposed albatross that leads him into free agency in a year from now, there would be more interest in him. I think there's. I think some of it is you know teams know his on the field deficiencies and they know that he's not the best at like leading and connecting with teammates, but that contract is probably preventing interest in him. You know Carson Wentz's contract bad. I don't think it's as much of an albatross as Cousins. Well, so th- this is also an interesting question to dissect from this angle as well, Phil. I don't think there's necessarily a lack of interest in the phone is not ringing for the Vikings. Like I'm sta- I'm standing by the, the fact that the Carolina Panthers put in an exploratory call. I never said it was close. I said they, they called and we have definitely heard that more teams ha- have called. Mm-hmm. So like, I think you have to parse that the words of that question apart. I think there is interest from other teams in cousins, the asking price and the contract cause problems. But I don't think it's it's Houston's phone on Watson is ringing off the hook, right? And Seattle's phone was ringing, ringing, ringing. And the Vikings, it, it's like, why is the phone not not uh, ringing for us? I don't think it's that. I think teams are calling on Kirk. I do think that there's problems there once the conversations start. But it's not like the rest of the league thinks Kirk sucks. Yeah, and they're like, we're out on Kirk. We're not going to call. The Vikings are getting calls. The question is, are they going to go somewhere or not? It's it's shades of gray, right? I mean, part yes. of the problem is, you know, he's he's going to cost thirty five million dollars unless there's a restructuring or the Vikings eat some of it yep. for any team that acquires him, and the teams that would call would have to do finagling except for the Colts the Colts would not have to do finagling they could literally trade for him as a one-year mercenary just like they did with Philip Rivers that was a signing I believe yeah um and just like they did with Carson Wentz Mm -hmm. let's see here uh we got one more Kirk question here for now Christian says via the score north app this is purely speculative 
But as the trade market for quarterbacks continues to dry up, could the Vikings eventually use this to their advantage in contract extension talks with Tur- with Kirk? Or will there most likely be a team willing to spend $45 million plus on Cousins next offseason? Reckless speculation. Okay, so I think with an ordinary player and agent, that's a great point. Like, I think the question is on point completely. Kirk Cousins and his camp are not ordinary. Um, I, it, As far as I can tell right now, unless you are going to break the bank, break the bank they are dead set on him this time much like he did in march of 2018 hitting the free agent market right there's been nothing so far phil to indicate to us that's not the case yeah so so the question makes sense for let's say 95 percent of players in the national football league the five percent that say hold on a second here Kirk's in that. So no, I don't I don't think how things are playing out actually facilitate an extension despite the fact that that there is probably a really coherent case to be made that they should and could. I think if you're Kirk in his camp right now, I and mean, first of all, you have so much leverage. You just you, you, I think you're pretty content with a couple different scenarios here. There's first of all, there's no way he's going to sign a team-friendly contract at this point with the Vikings. No, I think it would have happened by now. No, it's you are correct. He's so, so he's he's only going to sign an extension with the Vikings or whoever they might look to trade him to. Mm-hmm. If it blows them away, right? If it's like forty five million dollars a year, if it's Pat Mahomes' average annual value, the cap is going up the next couple of years. So, in the absence of that, I think the Cousins camp would happily sit there and cross their arms and say, yeah, let's, let's just play the contract that we agreed to, you know, give me my money in 2022. And then everybody, including the Vikings can enter a market bidding war for my services going into next off season. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think part of the, you know, this question is, could there be a reality check at some point that, Hey, the musical chairs game might stop and there might not be options out there. There's always going to be desperate teams and, you know the the supply and the demand has not been equal, <laughs> really, in our lives. There's going to be any given off season five to ten teams that are looking to upgrade that are that think they can fix somebody. Yep. So he's in a great spot, man. Like he's he's going to get paid one way or another. Unless the only way he doesn't get paid is if he bets on himself, doesn't sign an extension, plays out the last year of his contract and gets hurt or something. Yes. Or or the Vikings roster around him is stripped down so badly that he has the worst year of his career. I mean, even well, then he's going to make $20 million a year more. Like he'd still get paid. The The only thing is that, that they are banking on, on the fact that his history does tell us he does not get hurt. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily in that in this sport. I don't think it means that he's like w- one hit is all it takes. I, in this sport. I agree with you. I'm saying his camp is banking on that. I, I am not saying, just to be very clear here, I'm I am not saying, and this is condescending, Judd. We're not dealing with a logical person here. Like this is not there. There isn't. I think we're dealing with a a very logical, like almost a too logical of a person. He's too greedy. He's a greedy person. But logic would say somebody should get to Kirk and say, Phil, exactly what you just said, which is, dude, you're in your thirties. Like, like, great career. 
great games played, impressive. That's that's awesome, but it's not the norm. It takes one hit, Kirk. You know what? There's okay, nothing I, here. I would sit down with Kirk and say, get the Vikings' best offer and sign it. What I'm about to say, I have, I have no inside information on. I just it's my own feeling and thought. I think he's the type of guy that just wants his agent to handle all of those conversations. Like a lot of players are like that. Like that. There's probably not. When he talks to KOC or when he talks to Quasi, it's probably only football related and probably has nothing to do with how they how they should build the rest of the team. Like Rodgers, almost to a fault, wants input on who the third wide receiver should be, right? I don't think Cousins wants any of that smoke. I think he wants to sort of hide behind, hey, listen, you know, let's just leave the contractual stuff to my agent, where meanwhile he's telling his agent behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, he's very involved. Jack it up. Behind but, the but, scenes, but, but to the public, he's oh, saying, yeah, "I want to be, a, I want to be a Viking for life. I don't, listen, have a I don't, I don't concern my, yeah, I don't concern myself yes. with the rest of this stuff. You know, I just leave that up to the front office and God's yes. will and whatever. But like, you can't say that you want to be a Viking for life, and then when the Vikings approach you and say, "All right, let's talk contract extension," you know, we're still going to pay you, but like, we got to make this thing. Where we got to build this roster, this thing, the offensive line. As you, you want to win, is a, is kind do of you want to win? And that's kind of the story, right? Like, yes. you can be a Viking for life, but you can't be a Viking for life taking up that big a percentage of the cap if your goal is to win a Super Bowl as a Viking for life. But if you're a mercenary, and, and he came here as such, right? Like, there was no – and that's fine. But, I mean, he signed in March of 18 to come in and be the final piece. And he got a huge contract, the first at the time fully guaranteed contract in the history of the league, okay? I don't think that, that you become – Mr. Pick Your Team, in this case, Viking for Life, being that guy. Like, you came here as as basically a, a um, football assassin, a hitman. Your hit was to win a Super Bowl. You whiffed. You didn't get it. I don't see that, that guy then saying, I found out I love this team. This is my team from now on. You just sort of move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's your life. That's fine. I got no problem with that. Yeah. No, it's... Uh... That's fair. Fair. All right, Feedback Friday, continuing here on Mackie and Judd. And this next section of feedback is, is mostly non-Kirk related. So if you've, if you've had your hands over your ears waiting and hoping that we stop talking about Cousins. I unsubscribed. <laughs> I jumped on, on my phone and just unsubscribed to the whole Score North package. Okay. Hopefully you'll come back at, at some point. But uh, this next batch of feedback is presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated, in addition to helping business owners maximize their success by minimizing risk, they've also been a backer of a great organization, Big Brothers Big Sisters, which focuses on youth mentoring and the support of young people across the state of Minnesota. Uh, And they're always, always looking for volunteers at Big Brothers Big Sisters to be big brothers, big sisters, big couples, big families. There are hundreds of children in southern Minnesota still waiting uh, for a big right now. So check them out, bigbrothersbigsisters.org. All right, let's go uh, to Matt from St. Paul here via the Score North app. Mm-hmm. Jeff Gladney has been found guilty. Uh, sorry, not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> Score North is being sued <laughs> by the Gladneys. He has been found not, N-O-T, not guilty of assault charges. If Jeff Gladney were willing to come back, should the Vikings have any interest? I don't know that Jeff Gladney would want to come back to the Vikings if given the chance. Um, Jeff Gladney, my guess now, is going to get a second chance mm-hmm. in the, 
this league and and with what transpired in court probably deserves one um not here yeah you're not the wilfs would say no like he was still accused of something that is going to be at the forefront of if if he comes back here so yeah i think that there is is as our former colleague derek wetmore used to say a less than zero non-zero that non-zero non-zero chance of that happening i think that's well no and a non-zero would mean greater than yeah, zero. Greater so than you're zero. saying it would be I'm saying there's zero percent. Yeah, I'm saying there is zero percent that Jeff Gladney ever dons Viking purple again, and I think that's best for both sides. Yeah. We need uh, yeah. we need our buddy Brian Murphy to go knock on his door and just ask him again, like he did this summer. I think that's what we need. We need Murph Dog to just go knock on the door and and figure out You'd what's going go on with Gladney. Dallas or Texas, Texas though, right? No, be doing that. I'm with Judd. He's probably gonna get a second chance. It's not with the Vikings. He. If anything, he's probably looking at 31 teams that would give him that second chance, and he won't be brought back here. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a former first-round pick. Yeah. He, so how does that work? The Vikings cut him. He's not just like an open market. He's a free agent, but he doesn't yep. – Is it, are there restrictions on what his salary can be? Like, could he – I mean, oh, this I never happened. Could he sign for $20 million? I feel like – because – Good. Other His players who are drafted wouldn't wouldn't be eligible to hit unrestricted free agency for like three more years. You know? That's a really good question. I don't know. The Vikings certainly don't maintain the rights to his contract because they cut him. I would guess that he can get as much as he can possibly get, but because of his circumstances, it's going to be a small payday. At and first. see, this is the type of thing, too, where you know the Gladney thing happens, and then the Vikings are looking for a cornerback. Did they bring Patrick Peterson in before they cut Jeff Gladney? Yes, I'm trying yes. to think of the timeline. Yep, Gladney got cut in training camp in mm-hmm, the summer yeah. mm-hmm. when, when the indictment came down. If I'm not mistaken, but if that doesn't happen and and you can and you can roll into the 2022 season with Cam Danfler as a starting quarterback, Jeff Gladney as a starting cornerback, and both those guys combined very reasonable contracts, right? And so when you whiff on the draft, whether it's for performance reasons or off the field things like this. And you have to go into free agency to find a replacement. You're going to yeah. pay more money for probably for a player with a lesser ceiling. Probably you're going to have to go get a Bashad Breeland for a few million dollars or a Patrick Peterson coming down the age curve. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, obviously everyone who listens and watches this, like you, you guys are sports fans. You know that the importance of nailing draft picks. But this is one that's staring you right in the face. You whiffed on Jeff Gladney because this off the field stuff happens, and you have to cut him. And so now you have to pay. You either have to pay, you know, all right, Patrick Peterson, come on back for another $8 million, or you have to waste another first-round pick trying to find a cornerback when you could have used it on another position. So, I don't know. I don't think he's back, though. Um, Robert via the Scorner app. Love what you guys do. So great to have a local Minnesota sports forum here that that focuses on sports rather than being – I see where he's going with this. Rather than being either homers or completely above sports and exuding pride in discussing anything but sports, all while pretending to be an all-sports radio station in the Twin Cities. Sports, sports, See where you're going. The only beef I have with Judd's fascination with getting rid of Adam Thielen at all costs is I have no idea how Thielen has wronged Judd personally. But it's pretty hilarious to hear your take compared to Mackey's on uh, uh, with your Thielen vitriol, why is it that you're so quick to shove Adam Thielen out the door? One of the why do people? I g- genuinely disagree with you on this. I mean, if somebody wants to give a second or first round pick for him, all right, let's talk. But no, I'm just accept. I am willing to accept him being a casualty of the cap. I'm willing to accept almost anybody on this roster. 
My point is pick your favorite player and then cut him and you're do it and, and you're possibly unless it's Jefferson or a young player, if it's a veteran, that's how this league works. Thielen did nothing wrong, but the fact is that this team is going to be, and we, we've talked about this a lot, it's going to be moving on from the Thielens, the Kendricks, go down that entire list. So it's not a personal thing, but somebody has to go here. So, so like, you can restructure and you can re- redo contracts, but make no mistake, if Kirk Cousins is staying, somebody that you like is going to have to go. and And that's what, so... I guess what I try to preach and teach here from sports dad is this. <laughs> Do not fall in love with players like Thielen or Kendricks or Daniil, who's a really good player too, because in this league, they'll probably be gone that's, at some that's point. That's absurd. What do you mean? Don't fall don't in love fall with in love players. players. Fall in Why? love with the Jersey. Fall in love with the front of the jersey. Okay. But you can, purple. but that's ridiculous. Yeah. You can fall in love with a player. I think, I think where I would amend that is, it's ridiculous yeah. to say you can't fall in love with a player. Don't fall, fall in love with a player, but know that once that player hits a certain price yeah. point or a certain age, that the team is probably well, going to move off. Yeah, and... then come out of love with, with that player. Then end okay. your love for that player. But, My point is, the more that you are devoted to certain players, the more that you actually often hurt your team by being like that. It doesn't help the team. The team needs to move on from players. That's Moving ridiculous. On. You're saying that right now you can't be in love with Justin Jefferson. I'm saying that you can love how, how he plays, but the second he drops off, he's out of here. Okay, Cut, but I'm cutting him. But, but that's your sports ahead, love. Your your sports love come from the team and the players that you watch, right? So there's so there's nothing like you becoming a fan is because of the players on the team. No, I'm speaking to adults here. Kids do whatever you want. I don't give a crap. Kids can fall in love. With adults players. fall in love with players yeah. all the time, right? But that's what your, I'm trying to your work radar on. is off here. I think I'm teaching I think, a class on this. I think we agree. <laughs> I'm going to teach a class. Sports dad's going uh, to do not. If you are over you're a sports, 21, you're a sports sociopath. If you are over, yes, I am. You know why? That's roster construction. That's what we do here. I understand what you're saying, but I think where I would, where I want to meet you in the middle here is mm-hmm. if a player reaches a certain price point and age, yes, sir. just know that they'd now become a detriment to the team. Right. Kirk Cousins is more of a detriment to the team at his price point and his age going forward. Right. Than, than a help. I think our word. I think we're just wording the same thing differently. Yeah, you're literally telling fans to not I'm being be fans harsher. of players. I'm being harsher. I'm saying <laughs> devote your. I'm saying the way if you want a championship, what I'm telling you is we need to be concerned about the front of the jersey, not the back. That's, That's what I'm okay. telling you. And yes. I worked, and and I mean, my God, how long did, did I work on? the wild in the same exact thing. I mean, how long do we I got a Charlie coil number three? I don't give a crap. Let's get that three off of there. Let's get the coil off of there. Let's keep the logo, the crest. We're worried about crests here because crests are championships. Not all oh, my devotion. I, I, I went to see this player when I was 10 and now yeah, I'm 22. Value the, value the team over the individual. Correct. Okay. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm just doing mean, that's harsher. not what you were saying. Yes, it is. I'm saying don't <laughs> fall in love with the player because he might have to go. You just said it yourself, and, and you're exactly right. Oh. Let's see here. Sneaky Bucket, 978. I like when Declan talks more. All right, Declan Thanks, talk. Thanks oh. Sneaky Bucket. Yeah, you know, I, I like to I like to bring in some takes. I like to make sure Judd is uh, in line with, with his crazy takes and making sure. I mean, but I'm a sports son, too. Like, I, I'll heed yeah. and listen to Sports Dad's advice, but sometimes even, yeah. even, even Sports Dad needs a little reality check sometimes just because he's well, the older, wise one. Uh, and we argue. Yeah. 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 And we should. We should. It's healthy. It's healthy. 
we don't, had, we don't plan arguments or we'd be fighting about Kirk. You know, if, if we yeah, were like, true. you know, f- you know, first take or something, then one of us would have to take the pro cousins, cousins crusader side. Magi, I'd love to Stephen replay a. the last. Could you imagine replaying the last year and a half? I suppose I would probably have been the one that I'm more of like the positive, you know, kind of glass half full guy. So I guess if we would have had to, to take sides there, then I would have this been the, the cousins crusader. Um, Declan, you got anything else to say? Yeah, before we move on to the next one, keep talking, Dex. Uh, you know the 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 damn Wild didn't beat up on the Red Wings last night, and I was very upset about that. Very, Judd's very, very it, 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 yeah. Judd's hockey, find it on YouTube. Shoot out against that team. Shoot out against the, fun, the lowly damn game. Red Wings, and you can't beat them out of their own barn. And I was very upset, very upset at that. They won the game, though. They won the game. They got two points. Those W's. He was upset. All right, Nate Bohawk via the Score North app. Who was the most milk toast leader in recent Minnesota sports history? Is it Cousins, Joe Maurer, Parisi, Suter, Kevin Love, or somebody else? Koivu. Koivu. Right? Koivu. Because he, he wore the, the What's the Mount Rushmore of milk toast leaders in Minnesota sports? Koivu, mm-hmm. Maurer. Cousins, Parisi and yeah. Suter, I don't think, qualify for that, that word, right? No. Like they certainly had their faults, but I don't think that they were necessarily milked. I mean Suter's pretty milk toast. Yeah, but behind the scenes he is a pain in the ass. That's in not a milk in toast. a milk toast way though. Yeah, say. yeah, well, yeah. Dozier wasn't milk toast, but he was a little no. bit of a fraudulent thought he was Kadire. a lot hotter than he probably was. Was was Kadire milk toast? How about Scott Baker? Is there a more milk toast? Did Scott Baker, Are you just trying to bait me? Because I love Scott Baker. But did Scott Baker lead? Yeah. Like, Scott Baker was just the starting pitcher yeah, on was, the team. Yeah, he, he was, was like milk. their number one starter for a couple right, of years. Right, but we're talking about, like, guys like that, that we thought of as being either great or, like, Joe. Joe yeah. was a great player yeah. in Joe's prime. But Joe, I love me some Joe Maurer. But he's, he's, the, he's the George Washington yeah, on this moment. Yeah, he is. Right? He is. Yeah. Koi, who's on this list as far as I'm concerned. But beyond that, like, leader? I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, pretty, you know, people was, loved him, but he was also kind of just kind of, yeah, hey, guys. Publicly, he was uh, milk toast. Yeah, See, Koivu and Maurer strike me as as they spend their lives milk toast. <laughs> like home, clubhouse, Does Joe Maurer eat plain toast in the morning? Yeah, and cuts his gra- loves cutting his grass, just like loves getting yeah. up to his cabin on a Thursday <laughs> Come back early on a Sunday to beat the traffic. Like it's yes. The only the only Joe Maurer thing that I heard about that I would have loved to have heard or seen was the was his rap career. Stuff. Yes, yes, his that's, rapping. Uh, that's, that's the one thing where back. I think I would have probably been my jaw would have dropped. <laughs> Man, that's yeah, that's like, amazing. That's a side of Joe that <laughs> I we definitely didn't even get close to. Uh, let's see here, Nick Mo. As a cousin's question, I lied. So there's one more cousin's one. Oh, oh, boy. I'm out. Okay. Via the Score North app. He says, Kirk loves to blame the people around him for his own mistakes. It's a crutch that he seems to lean on whenever he makes a bad play. Do you think it's possible that this is causing him to at least be somewhat intentionally trying to cripple the Viking salary cap? <laughs> the more wow. I think about it, the more it makes sense to me if the vikings had the ability to sign elite pass blocking offensive linemen for instance cousins wouldn't have the likes of bradbury and Oli udo to blame for a horrible turnover if they had the ability to build up a shutdown defense kirk wouldn't be able to blame them in games where he didn't pull up uh, put up enough points to win um so all right i don't think he's he's not like yeah he's definitely i I, I don't agree with this but (laughs) 
All right. There is something called, I'm trying, I don't know if there's like a word for it, but fear of success yes. where, where, you know, the, the, the door is wide open. You just have to walk through it and you just, you know, but with, with success comes pressure and weight and all sorts of other things. Right. Mm-hmm. He has never experienced top level success as a football player. He's never been that guy in high school, never came close to a state championship. Never came close to competing for a national championship in the you know at Michigan State, and certainly has never come close to competing for a Super Bowl. So, do I think there's a maybe a mental block there? Does he see himself as a Super Bowl champion? Joe Burrow does. Russell Wilson does, right? Yes. Does Kirk Cousins see himself as a Super Bowl champion? I don't think he does. So I think that those. I think you. You are right. I agree with what you just said, but I don't think that has a thing to do with his contract. I I think that contractually, this guy is incredibly consistent. He basically, in March of 18, said, I'm going to get a the first ever fully guaranteed contract in this league. Um, there's no question that at some point in time, I think at least twice, Washington offered him multi-year extensions. And he's like, I'm good franchise me yeah so contractually here as far as his negotiations go nothing's ever changed so like i don't think he is now like oh, oh, oh if, if i demand so much it's going to cripple their, their line and then they can't protect me as well and so the pressure's off of me no i think that he does have a mental block about things but i think that has nothing to do with the philosophy that he and his representatives take in negotiations yeah, I think that's probably that's probably fair. Uh, let's see. Ken Olson via the Scornorth app says, hey, why don't you guys film a complete show like Pat McAfee does for YouTube? At the end of yesterday's show, Judd was talking. I think what he I think what we mean is so this is I don't even know how many people care about this, but on the Scornorth YouTube channel, like for Mackie and Judd, we usually take our full episode that you find on the podcast feed and we just kind of cut it in two. So we'll like we'll we I don't even know if anyone cares about this, but what you probably heard was Judd was saying something yesterday, and we were kind of transitioning to like the second half of the episode. I started, yes, yes, I started talking. Yeah, yeah. So that's how we do it. I mean, we don't McAfee's live. I think he's live for like three hours. Mm-hmm. We we really are only live for peak moments of interest, like. Post game Vikings, yeah. you know, why you guys do Judd's hockey show after wild games? You know, Timberwolves will do some stuff coming up here. Sure. But um, I don't know. Could, is there a, a, maybe at some point, does it make sense for us to go back to like just doing a live block? And then, you know, that's what we We were doing radio for, we did four hour radio shows for a decade almost. <laughs> but this on demand thing has just been better for us, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't anyone even cares about the mechanics of how we record no. the show, but that's probably why you what? thought what? we cut Judd off. What, huh? What? What, what's what? going on? I... <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, Dylan Peterson via the Scornoth app says, Love when you guys talk Vikings football and wild hockey. I learn and agree with so much of what you guys say. Uh, probably lay off basketball and baseball talk. We've literally talked baseball. outside. We, we talk baseball with Roycey sometimes, but on the, on the main Mackie and Judd show, We've probably talked baseball three times since last July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's sad, but absolutely true. Like mm-hmm. the Buxton contract. I think we ripped the Twins for the trade deadline, probably. 
And then uh, yeah. Buxton signed a contract. And then I don't know if we've talked twins outside of that. Yep. But he says, um, who do you think is the most influential culture setter in Vikings history? Influential wow. culture setter. Like the Randy culture Moss? of the entire franchise? Like, yeah, there, there's a few. I, I mean, Bud Grant was a huge mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Because, the, you know, expansion. Yeah, an expansion franchise from 60 in 61 to what, 66. Van Brocklin didn't have good teams. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Bud totally changed things. So, Bud, Moss, probably Page as well, right? Page, I believe it was in 1971, won an MVP playing defensive tackle. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard now. No, it's man. So there's probably, to go cliche on this question, there's probably a Mount Rushmore that would be appropriate of guys that set the Vikings culture. Yeah. Yeah, Moss. If there's a Mount Rushmore of culture setters, I guess. Mm. Bud Grant, you know, Alan Page. Yep. Randy Moss. Yeah. Moss would have to be on it, right? Not like Would you put, like, yeah. Brett Favre on there? No. No. No, he was a he was a mercenary. Yeah. But guys, like, maybe, like, a step below, but guys that felt, like, by example, like, I think Jared Allen. Like, I think yeah. Steve Hutch. You know, yeah. I, I, I think of I think of guys like that. Chad Greenway even to, like, a little bit of a degree. Like, Here's guys that fellow by example a little bit, yeah. Kyle Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop. I know just Judd stop. loves that loves just, babe. That uh, was a talk bait. about a guy you should never <laughs> with the bother and everything. <laughs> um, here's a fourth one, and just a thought. Okay, so I'm I'm not uh, I'm not going to die on the hill for this one. Denny Green, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, would you put lo- what, Denny Green or Moss? I mean, Denny Green brought well, no Moss, Moss is on it. further. Moss is on it, but but I'm saying if Grant, if, if we're gonna pick two coaches or or executives. Grant has to be. I mean, he's he's a slam dunk. Yeah. And but I mean, Green, it, go back. The more that you go go back, and there were certainly some disappointments, and some were massive. But if you go back and look, his influence is pretty huge. Mm-hmm. He drafted Moss. Offensively, he was a really good coach. Like he knew what he was doing, no question. Um, I think we didn't. I think we soured on Green. Uh, fairly quickly, he didn't get fired. But the more that we get separated from his tenure, I think you go back and realize that Dennis Green had a pretty big impact on this franchise. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, he kind of you know the Vikings for their first twenty plus years, well, probably thirty plus years, because even in the eighties, they were more known as a defensive, tough team, right? Mm-hmm. And Denny Green kind of flipped it during the heyday of the Metrodome era to them being this high-octane offensive attack, yep. setting records. Well, and Moss, you know, fell what, 20 picks? Because he, he was taking a 21. A 21, yeah. But the point is, like, there were a lot of teams that looked at Moss, who was no question a great player, and said, we're, we're good. Yeah. Green had the guts to be like, no, I'm taking him. Dude, can you imagine? Like, And that team no had Carter and Reed. Right. Where would he be drafted? Like, Randy Moss with some legal problems and, you know, some – attitude things there's no way he'd fall outside the top 10 in today's pass heavy NFL, i wouldn't right? think so yeah. oh, no. i wouldn't think so and then nicholas via the score north app says on today's show judd mentioned that luca is a top five player he would pay to watch i was wondering what is your guys top five players a lot of mount rushmore questions here yeah who are the top four or five players you would pay to watch in person right now 
uh, or uh, past or present, and what is your oh, top sports oh. moment you wish you were there to witness in person? Holy cow. Oh, uh, past? I mean, my wow. God, we could do past three shows hard. on past. I mean, there's so many guys. Like, I would just be curious to see Babe Ruth. I don't know. Like, yeah. This but like legendary Mays. slugger from 100 Mays. I would. I mean, can you imagine? And at nice, that yeah. time, too, with that skill set? Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Gretzky. Yeah, fo- in his football? heyday. Like okay, Gretzky. I saw, I saw him no. in his heyday. Sports Dad was mm-hmm. there at the Metropolitan Sports Center watching. You know, football is weird because we don't do this in football. We don't like nostalgically reflect on, especially no. for I was born in the mid '80s. Declan was born in the '90s. Like I don't, I don't ever wax poetically about. I really wish, like mm-hmm. I just did it with Babe Ruth in baseball, but I don't think. Oh, I really wish I could go back and watch Johnny Unitas throw a deep spiral down the field. Like almost everything about football is so much better now than it would have been like in the '60s and '70s. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe true. like you know, my grandpa. I'll say this: my grandpa played at Notre Dame under Newt Rockney, and I going to a Notre Dame game in the heyday. Oh yeah, you know, back oh, the in four the four horsemen. Think, with him. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, that's a wrap. I think on Feedback Friday here. Good stuff. A lot of good questions from our. We, yeah, have, we have smart. The second half of the show was great. Man. The non-Kirk stuff was fantastic. The first half got a little, little, little Kirk heavy there. Yeah. Unsubscribed, unfollowed. <laughs> I'm a big K fan guy now. I'll see you guys later. Bye. All right. Later. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> All right. Be sure also to check out Purple Daily. And if you guys could click the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel and on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, we are uh, we're closing in. We're like a thousand or fifteen hundred away from forty thousand combined subscribers. Just kind you. of bonkers. Not sure we thought we would be there after uh, after a couple of years but um thanks for hanging out with us we'll see what happens free agency on the horizon this could be a weekend of like emergency episodes so we got you guys covered venture x from capital one is the travel card for people always asking where next you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through capital one travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with venture x Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.